Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren. And your co-host, Brad Pobble. Thank you for the clap. See? You remember. You remembered from last week. We I really remember. appreciate it. Why does he get his last name and you don't? Uh, well, because people know me. I'm the host. Lauren, yeah. he's a co-host. He's a little bit more insignificant. You're yes. not as So important. we go by the full name. That's I right. get it. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Trying to so, build that brand. Um, up. Generally, our guests don't speak until they're spoken to. <laughs> so now that... <laughs> Surprise, there's somebody here. She tried to make it know. Um, we're actually here with Sarah Rutan Bates today. She is the Director of Legal Operations and Training here at Lexicon. Hey, guys. Hey. So good to have you. I'm so in the studio to today. Yes. In the studio. I like it. I know. Properly distanced. It is. Yeah. Probably more, probably a good eight, nine feet. At least. Yeah. yeah. You might have to talk a little bit louder to hear you. I can project. Make sure you yell into that microphone. I can certainly project. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, today we have Sarah here, obviously, to talk about legal operations and training. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, we focus a lot on business and revenue and growing your firm and what can you do to really increase revenue, increase billable hours. And part of that is legal operations and training and making sure that your staff is efficient and your processes are optimized. But I also think it's one of those things that people tend to overlook Mm -hmm. because, hey, my goal is to bring in more revenue, bring in more clients. The first place I'm going to look is not necessarily training. I'm going to look at other more obvious things, but it's so important too. So we really want to dig into that and learn more about why it's so important for the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't you tell us why it's so important? <sighs> well, it's important to me because I just like to stand up in front of people and yeah. talk if I'm developing <laughs> But you're good training. at it. Let's be no, honest. you know, really, I think something that people don't think about is, think about the legal industry. Okay, so have you ever gone online? And I, I know none of us are attorneys. We're not paralegals. But If you search for a job in your given area, attorney, paralegal, even if you narrow it down to a practice area, do you know how many positions are going to come up? No, how many? A lot. A lot. A lot. I felt that answer coming on. I know. A lot. My point is, though, so these candidates, right, they really do kind of get to pick. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I say pick, I mean, all right, I'm going to apply for this job, right? Mm -hmm. But my point is, is that they might get multiple phone calls back. It's a competitive type of industry. So what can you do to set yourself apart? Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, revenue, right? You can drive those billable hours. But really what people are looking for is to feel like they are joining a firm that's investing back in them, where it's not just about the billed hours. It's not just about the revenue. Those things matter. Yeah, absolutely. They keep that ship floating. But people want to know that you care. As their employer, you care. And a really great way to do that is to invest in training. Mm -hmm. It truly is. I mean, there's so many benefits that I'm sure we'll talk more about. But I mean, think about it. It starts the second somebody walks in the door. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. But it's also going to create better morale. Mm -hmm. It's going to define your culture you know, skill sets. I mean, these are things that people have to be thinking about. How can you set yourself apart? And I can tell you just coming from law firms myself, that having training programs, in my experience, um, unless you were a much bigger firm, Mm -hmm. 
they they didn't exist across multiple industries. Yeah, absolutely. I have worked, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself too old, but I've worked in a handful of companies since I graduated college. Brad's Brad's given me the side eye. I'm not <laughs> as old as you think I am. Um, and training is one of those things I think consistently I have not been impressed with. Mm-hmm. You know, you come into a new company and there's so much to learn and you feel like you're just, you're not given the tools right off the bat, yeah. you know, and that puts you at a disadvantage. But I kind of want to circle back to what you were saying too. And I think we've talked about this before. One of the things we all know, if you have someone working for you who's passionate and loves their job and feels appreciated, you're going to get so much more out of them. So I mean, much, yeah. think back to when you were working at a place you absolutely loved. Like you're always willing to go the extra mile. You're excited to do new things. You come to the table with new ideas. Whereas you work with somewhere where, you know, it's a paycheck and you're like, I'm going to put in my 40 hours, get in a little late, do what I'm told to do. But that's it. Right. No, you're you're so right. You're so right. So you would, you would make sure even during the interviewing process, make sure that the people applying know that you're investing in them, that they're going to have that kind of training. Mm -hmm. Use it as a means to bring them in. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really sell that. Right. Um, I know. I mean, I, I interview a lot of people. I actually get the question a lot now. Oh, so, which is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that tells me that it is important to people. People. I I mean, I think back maybe just even three years ago, Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that came up a lot. Um, But now I I can certainly tell you at least the people that I'm interviewing, and that is more of your paralegal candidate, Mm -hmm. your administrator, right? Um, It's some leadership roles, of course. They want to know, how are you You training me? me? Right. Um, But what happens if you bring somebody into your organization and like you said, Lauren, you don't train them. Mm-hmm. You kind of just define right there, you know, how you operate. Yeah. I'm, it, it could be chaos. Yeah. It's that sink or swim mentality, right? Exactly. And, and some people might be amazing at that. They might just figure it out. But right. why create the extra added stress and complications mm-hmm. where you could put together a training program for them, right? So they know what's expected. They know how to do their job. You're really providing them with a, as you stated, you know, it's the tools to be able to yeah. return for you as right. their employer, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think I of it this way too. You know, with training, you have an opportunity to kind of help them identify the culture of your organization yes. too, what's important to mm-hmm. you. Whereas if you don't do that, they're just kind of making the culture as yeah, they go. Yeah. The and amount of people it, you yeah. hire. Yeah, sure. you have to nurture that and help sure. it to grow. And you think about that. And if they say, oh, nobody spent any time with me, you know, yeah, nobody invested in me. Yeah. What, what are they probably going to define that culture as? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then they're just going to talk bad about you when right. they leave. And that that's not going to help you bring in new um, viable candidates either. I mean, how many times have you guys worked with somebody, you know, say you're working somewhere and someone new comes into the organization and they're just not succeeding. Yeah. But it's like, you know, they're good at their job. Like you see something, you know, they have the skill set. But at the end of the day, if they're not given the tools to learn the organization and learn the processes and succeed, it's not necessarily always a candidate. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just, they aren't given what they need to succeed. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I could see that. And then you have to focus, you know, is it management training that Mm -hmm. you need to help grow Mm -hmm. that individual? Is it just the individual training or both? You know, both are needed in many cases. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, again, that, that initial new hire training, that's where you start, right? But you probably already have people working for you. 
or you're going to promote people, right? So training is so much bigger than just that new hire. It, it is. It's skill set, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be a lot of different layers and levels within your law firm. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. So think about, okay, attorneys, right? Might be a little bit easier. Might be a tad easier. You, you can hyper-focus maybe on some practice areas for them. But Brad, you nailed it. A lot of law firms now are implementing more of these leadership type of roles for attorneys. And we have to remember that a lot of people, they don't just naturally possess leadership skills. Right. You learn those things, right? And, and how do you learn? You learn from other people. Mm-hmm. You learn from good leadership. So you pick up those cues and you, you read, you take courses, you attend sessions, right? So leadership training is huge. That also defines the success of your organization because if you put people in leadership roles and they're not ready, they can't do it, they don't have the tools, mm-hmm. it is not only going to impact them, it's going to impact right. all of the people that they are overseeing. So leadership is huge. But something that's also really big for law firms in, in any industry, you know, hear me when I say anyone can do these things, but skill sets. So it could be a lot of things. I mean, you think about your staff, you think about your attorneys, um, but truly maybe you have this outstanding individual, right? They're, they're great behind the scenes. I mean, they are hammering out the drafting and the filing and, you know, calendaring. They are knocking it out of the park, but whew, they get on the phone with a client and they just do not have people skills mm-hmm. or maybe email, you know, maybe, oh, those emails, those sound tough. Those are yeah. a little rough. We should not be using emojis when we are talking <laughs> to our client and letting them know we're not feeling very hopeful right now about this case. Um, those are things you can teach people. Mm-hmm. You know, they really are. They're kind of those softer skills, but they're things that they're going to use constantly in their career. Mm-hmm. So I think that those are really important things. Also, you have to remember, I've had people say to me before, you know, Sarah, why can't we be more proactive? And I, I have to laugh a little bit and say, have you worked in a law firm before? <laughs> have you? <laughs> um, you know, law firms, they are reactive. And, and it's not because the people want it to be chaotic. It's so dependent upon a lot of different things, though, right? Mm-hmm. So you can only do as much as you can do. But my point is, is that when you're dealing with the stress of somebody else's life, right? This is their outcome. And and your attorneys, your legal staff, you know, they're representing these people. They're trying to do the best that they can. It's really challenging, though, because you wear a lot of hats. You know, I, I've said in my career before, um, I, I like to say I'm a retired now paralegal, <laughs> right? Um, I felt like a therapist many days because you would just sit on the phone with people and, yeah. and they vent. And that can be really draining on you. So I like to teach people about how to handle some of these difficult conversations with your client, right? Or how to manage difficult clients. So maybe they're not calling to cry and express their feelings. Maybe they're yelling. They are calling you every single name in the book and some you don't even know what they just said, right? (laughs) But stress management tools, how to diffuse certain situations, things like that. So I think those things are incredibly important as well just because of the type of environment law firms can just oh, naturally yeah. be. And in the clients that are working with these firms could most likely have something very serious going on Absolutely. in their life. You know, yeah. imagine if you're dealing with a divorce case or paternity or yeah. something like that, you know, you're going to get people who maybe aren't so happy and understanding how to deal with that, it's only going to make the job easier and the outcome 
outcome better on all for all parties. Um, so you gave a lot of really good examples, Sarah, but how do you really, as a firm, how do you decide which programs make sense for you and for your firm and your employees? Yeah, I mean, I think it requires you to step back and, and look at kind of who you are, right? So a, a great place to start is probably what are your practice areas and what are the skill sets that you have um, amongst your team? I mean, mm-hmm. what do you have? So if you have people within your organization, say you want to grow them. And let me clarify, growth does not mean promotion, right? <laughs> um, but but it can. It, but, it could, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, let's just say you're taking on a new practice area. Or let's say you have an admin and you really feel like this individual could move into more of a legal assistant type of role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first you assess what you have. What do we have? What are we trying to target here? So again, if you have a big group of attorneys or they're not really good at that client interaction, start there. You know, start there. Or maybe you haven't defined exactly what your culture is supposed to be. What do you want from these people? What do you expect? Maybe you do a training on what your culture is. Right. You know, how your organization works, what you expect of all of them. So truly, I mean, there's no one size fits all. But I think you have to start with what you have. Do you have pain points? I mean, that's a great question to ask yourself. Where do we struggle? Are these struggles things that we could train people on? And then from there, you just build. But I will state, if you don't have new hire training, get it in place. Mm-hmm. It Number is one. <laughs> so important, unless you're not hiring right now and then all those other things. Right. But yeah, new but you hire need to training, prepare for that. Number one. Yeah. So yeah. you're really stepping back. You're taking a look at, hey, what do I have? Yep. What's our current staff? How am I putting them on the bus? Yep. And then where do I want to be? And then the training becomes that void. Yes. That's where I need to focus. Right. I think that's good. So I wanted to ask, you know, a lot of law firms have continuing education. Yeah. Right? Is that a substitute for training? Ooh, Is no. it, do I need them both? Talk I about I think you that need them both. Bit. They're different, okay. in my opinion. So... I look at continuing education, um, and, and for attorneys, it's required, mm-hmm. right? So every single state, their bar is going to have requirements on how many credits an attorney needs. It might be per calendar year. They may have two. They may have three. They, they have to take those courses to maintain their bar license and good status. Paralegals also have continuing education. Now, paralegals are different. Um, A lot of states, and the majority of them actually, don't require an actual certification. A lot of people will get a degree in legal studies, which is great. But why it's really important, even if it's required or not, is that it does keep these legal professionals up to speed on really important topics. So ethics is a really big one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, something I've heard a lot lately for CLE courses is think of social media, right? We all know social media. It is like the hot thing. Well, think back even just a couple years ago, social media was not as big as what it is now. Now it's massive in litigation. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me and said, we just don't really know how to incorporate what people are doing on Facebook, right, or Instagram into our case. So people are going out and taking CLE courses on it. Mm. My point is, Mm -hmm. though, CLE, in my mind, many times should, if you're taking the correct courses, continue to drive forward your skill set in those specific areas of law, 
right? You should be able to turn around and apply that to being a better lawyer, to practicing, to providing stronger support to your attorneys. So incredibly important, but Again, I feel that that's a tad more focused on actual law itself, okay. right? Um, but yeah, it has to happen. I think if you don't have a CLE program where you're allotting, if you will, a budget to your team members to take CLE, consider it. If you want to build it in-house and you don't have the resources to do it, there are a lot of great companies who will help you do that. A lot of CL- um, CLE courses out there that yeah, definitely yeah. sign up for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's some free ones. If you want to provide those options. So I think research, you know, give your team members the tools so they can continue to educate themselves. So definitely go to get that continued education. Do it. But it's not a replacement for the cultural, the new employee training, all of those things. You have to have them both to drive a culture and to grow from, you know, just your, your skills as an attorney. Yeah. Well, and staff too, sure. I mean... The other types of training, again, I think it's more about the organization. You know, it truly is. It's Mm -hmm. about the organization. It's about, again, what you're investing in your people. It's you're showing you want to grow with them. You want them to grow. You care about their growth, right? And as much as all of that matters, let's be factual here, what happens in the end? It's a return for you as well. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Because turnover sucks, right? Yeah. What happens when it doesn't work out? That's money. Right. Yeah. Do you guys know how much it costs? I mean, truly, from a turnover standpoint, how much? It's like thousands of dollars. That's great. Well, and thousands. you don't think about it. Like everybody knows, turnover sucks. Whether it's the candidate right. or it's the actual firm that they're leaving. But when you sit down and actually think about it, you're like, okay, I have to take all this time away from serving however many clients yep. I have. Yeah. I'm going to have to write a job description. I'm going to have to post it. I'm yep. going to have to sort through all these resumes. I'm going to have to interview them. I'm going to put together an offer. Like, can you imagine if you sit down and actually think about how much it actually takes to lose an employee? and bring a new one on it's right. just it's mind-boggling it's not to mention yeah. that relationship that the attorney had that's true or the individual had with your clients yeah. you have to rebuild that from the ground up. that's a good right. point yeah it's mm-hmm. not just right. you it's not your firm it's and that your... is not to say you may not be in that position where you have to move on but yeah, you know truly happens. if it's a, a situation where you can ask yourself can we help this person is this something we could fix with training? Maybe mm-hmm. mentoring is a better option even, you yeah. know? Um, I really think firms should be thinking about that more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we talked a lot about the obvious. So new employee onboarding, mm-hmm. new employee training, uh, skill set training. But I think it would be really beneficial to talk about what else there is. You know, those are easy things to implement. But if you want to take it even further and you want to make sure that you're developing your employees in more robust ways, what other options out th- are out there? You know, you talked about the skill set training. What are some other good ideas that you can really work on implementing at your firm? So... In really robust ways, I mean, I think, again, that kind of you, – you have to ask yourself what kind of people are you training. Um, we talked about it, and I, I hate to sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, <laughs> but leadership training is so important. Um, I mean no disrespect by this, but I was sitting in uh, a seminar once, and the gentleman giving the session says, well – uh, I am a recovering attorney, <laughs> and you know, laughs. And hi, my name is. Yes, right, exactly. It was so hilarious. But um, he was actually doing a session on leadership within law firms, mm-hmm. and he said, "How many people in this room are attorneys?" And a good number raised their hand. Okay, great. And he said, "And how many of you actually think that you're good at being leaders?" And 
you know, quite a few raised their hand and he said, well, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> um, you know, and he said that because he, he was an attorney himself. And his point was, for many people, it's not a natural gift. You know, attorneys go to school for a very specific focus. They mm-hmm. vary by the book, by the law, you know. So I really have to harp on that. And I know we've talked about it. But you said, you know, robust, taking people to the next level. Invest in your leadership training. If you don't have it and you have leaders and they were not naturally leaders in their past life, invest in it. Um, but again, I, I think that if you want to really get more in-depth and detailed I do think that you have to dig into some of those, and I, you know, I hate to bring up some of these issues because I know that they're so sensitive, but it's really important that you are tackling some of the things going on in the world as well. And I say that because I think people will also look at that and they'll know you care. You know, you think about things like diversity. Um, I think right now it's really important, you know, that people are celebrating, you know, women within the workplace, women in leadership, uh, diverse cultures. Like I said, I think it's really important to let your people know and and train them on how to handle conflict management. You know, if you're having an issue at work, this is what you should be doing. So I think that there's a lot of different ways to do that beyond just skill sets, like I said, and that Mm -hmm. on the job training. But I do think that some of those areas can be more sensitive. And you need to be very diplomatic in how you approach those things. But you think about it. You know, we've all been in sessions like that before. And you walk away from it. And how do I mean, how do you feel? You feel like, okay, my company cares about me, right? Right. You really do. So those would be my my recommendations. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, Brad and I were chatting behind the scenes here. And we definitely want to have you back again for another episode. I think... We can really look at this two ways. You know, you have the the legal training and you get the right staff in place. You get them trained. You get them acclimated to the culture. They're thriving. They're passionate. You're growing. But then on the flip side, you also have your your day-to-day operations, your firm operations. And that's a whole other piece of the puzzle. Um, And, yes, they can work independently, but put them together and you have this, like, exactly – you have right. something what? really amazing. Come to work and know what I should be doing and have the tools uh, to do it. I'm happy. Talk. I'm trained. <laughs> and we got processes in place. Like, can you imagine where this is going to go? I mean, clearly I can't it's going to be the on next the Hallmark episode. Channel. I know. Like, it's a movie in the making. We should do it back to we back. We have to make everybody that wait. That, no, 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 no. No, don't give it away. We have to make everybody wait so we they, like, they okay. want more. They come back. They're just waiting for the next episode. Okay. Yeah. But so that being said, you know, now that they have a little teaser of what's coming next, we do like to end each episode like Brad mentioned and I'm going to let him go first because he already laid claim to his takeaway but we like to leave with three takeaways that our listeners can go with and they can take put into action immediately so um, think about yours Sarah oh, okay. I'm going to let Brad go first because he's just like itching at it over there I, you can feel it yeah I can, can feel, feel it. it I know what he's going to okay, say yes, too say I'm, I'm going to switch it up alright Brad but what no go ahead I feel like three is a lot it, three is a lot but you said a lot but of you have choices okay. what okay. makes so, sense for you yeah. and your firm so I options. think you know when you were talking about the CLEs you were talking about continued education you were talking about you know uh, continuing from a individual management training that really hit home with me I cannot stress enough 
what proper management can do for an organization. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so important because it helps you guide your individuals. It sets the culture. All of those things are so important. And we've had on our other episodes individuals that are, you know, just stress that to, to the nth degree about how important it is to define your culture, to really put it out there and really strive towards what you want to become. And I think this is a step in that right direction. You know, continuing down that path is mm-hmm. so important. So. I switched yeah. mine up a little bit. Wow. You, you could steal mine if you want. No, I have my own. I don't need yours. I have my own. Sarah, do you want to go or do you need a little more time to think? <sighs> no. I know I, it's a lot for you because you have so many good things in your brain. You're like, I want them all to take away. Yeah, I, I think um, I think for me, it, it really boils down to similar, but decide who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you want to be? Because making that decision is going to really, truly define the um, success or potential lack of, of your law firm. And the best way you can do that is, I mean, invest in your people, truly invest in your people and build training. Because if you invest in them, I mean, guys, how much like research is out there and articles and studies that show you by doing this for them. And it might take you a lot of time to build it, but they will give back to you, Mm -hmm. which impacts the other people they work with in a positive way. And it most certainly impacts your clients which ultimately impacts your revenue right yeah yeah very true I'm glad you said that I feel like it kind of connects with my takeaway too but I really liked when you said this earlier take a step back and assess what you have so yes you need a onboarding program for new employees yes you probably need some sort of management training for for managers that exist within your firm or people who are first getting promoted to a managerial position um, but really look back and assess what you have don't just say hey I gotta have a tr- I gotta have a program for new management hey I gotta have a program for new employee onboarding Take a look at what you currently have. Take a look at the employees that you have, the culture that you have, what your goals are, where you want to go, and build your training programs off of that. Don't just find a training program on the internet. Hey, this worked great for this huge company. Go ahead and adopt it. It's going to work for you. It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? You need to make it what you want it to be and where where you want to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. I like it. Thanks, guys. Thanks you, for the support. You did support. all right. Thank yeah, you. It's it hard good. to wait to the last. It is. But it I, is because everybody you takes through. your ideas and then you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? That one was mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you guys for listening to The Lex Factor today and make sure you tune in next time for another episode. Thanks, guys. It was Bye. fun. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.